welcome to the Rock Music Alliance interview sessions. I am your host, Cole Coleman. On the show today, Margarita Monet of Edge of Paradise is giving us an update on the recordings for their latest album, including what it might be called and how they're expanding their distribution. We'll be right back. Attention guitar players, join the Thimble Slide revolution and free your slide finger. With its patented shape, you can slide and fret while wearing the Thimble Slide. Visit thimbleslide.com. That's thimbleslide.com. We're back with Margarita Monet. Margarita, what is the name of the album you're recording right now? Uh, <laughs> well, usually the name kind of comes last, but right now the working title is called, we haven't really said it, but it's probably going to be called The Unknown. So, but I don't know yet. We That's might a, change. That's a cool name, The Unknown. Very intriguing. Is it a concept album or is it, you know, a collection of songs? Um, you know, I never thought of doing a concept al- album and this wasn't intended to be that. But after, like right now, we have all the 10 songs written and it's kind of turning out to be a bit of a concept album. It definitely has the, you know, one theme going through all the songs and it has the vibe is, you know, it's kind of on the verge of being a concept album. You guys will have to hear it. Yeah, I, I got you because uh, the moment I heard the, the word pronounced, you know, the unknown, it immediately struck me as that sounds like a story. There's, there's got to be a whole story behind that. Or- yeah, it's story of a future world of what it might look like and you know it's kind of interesting because I always I never really want to tell people what to think or what I think I want people to kind of make their own decision so it's almost like I'm creating this world of possibility of what the future might look like whether you know we're going to merge with technology or whether we're going to leave earth and whether we can exist in some um, digital dimension and like all the songs present different scenarios and it's up to the people to the listener to decide whether they think they want to be part of the world or whether they think that would be something that would destroy humanity or <laughs> you know people can kind of make their own decision after listening to their songs and just kind of take away um, different you know kind of have a interpret it in their own way we follow you Huh? We follow you. <laughs> Wherever you go. He's he's gonna follow you through through the unknown. The dimension. <laughs> That's very fascinating and very timely because I do hear in conversation, you know, people do bring up the idea that, you know, where are we going as a species? And they do some people think that we really will merge with machinery. You know, that we're really on the on that path right now. We, you know, we'll be pretty soon augmenting our our bodies and augmenting our minds with with uh, technology. Yeah, and I mean, if we do move that direction and we are going to go against some AI, I don't think we would win. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So who's producing this album? Uh, It's produced by... So halfway through the album, we had some exciting things happen. And, uh, well, Mike Plotnikoff and Neil... um, Sanderson from Three Days Grace, they are co-producing. And then recently we started working with Howard Benson. And um, 
you know, things I like we've been going back and forth on the email. I already kind of told you a little bit, but, um, you know, they have a new label and we're going to partner on, you know, we're still kind of figuring that part out, but Howard Benson is kind of, you know, going to oversee the record as well. So we have a really great team of people and we're lucky uh, that so many people took interest in what we're doing. And I think, you know, it's exciting when you have other people that are contributing their minds and, you know, they've been in the business for a long, very long time and they live and breathe music. So it's exciting for us uh, because we're kind of, you know, building this world together now and it's not just Dave and I. So Yeah, really, it sounds very exciting. It helps build a, a, a synergy, you know, with the whole project. It's like it's growing. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, what uh, what's the studio you guys are recording in? I've, I've seen some photos, and it looks it looks like a very well e- equipped state of the art facility. So, where, where are you guys at? Yeah, it's actually Howard Benson's studio, and um, it's called West Valley Studio. It's out near Calabasas, I don't know, like Woodland Hills, Calabasas area, and it's a really cool place because it's like it's a house, but it's converted into a studio. So sometimes when they have bands coming from out of town. They can stay there and, you know, the whole house is like this giant music studio. So it's, it's really awesome. I can't imagine, you know, like Howard Benson has got this state-of-the-art facility in his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his house. He has another house. So like the whole the house is built out just to be a studio. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it would be fantastic. I mean, that that would be a heck of a facility to to. to and, and of course, I mean, there are people out there in the music industry that that do get to do that sort of thing. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I I remember when we went to Michael Wagner's out in Nashville, and he, you know, in Nashville you can have like a giant territory, and he had two houses on the lot: one studio, one for the band, and one for him. And then he would drive his little car from his house like to the you know the get the other house which is right next to it and that would be him going to work every morning you know two minute drive to the studio tennis cart no Mm -hmm. golf cart yeah pretty much i forget what it was was one of those smart cars he was just having fun with it but have you seen photographs of this uh, facility uh, claudio yeah like on their on their facebook page yeah i was well i i was i work with michael so i know his studio but, oh, cool. um, he recorded Dokken and I played keyboards on that one. Yeah, I'd love to finish breakfast and walk into that that studio, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then I uh, the one that she's working at, she's near. It's near where I live, actually. You know, I'm. I'm in, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know so. Because you're you're out in Sherman Oaks or in which area? No, no, I was I was I was living in Topanga, but then I Topanga. now I'm in Woodland Hills, so it's like but a new. I used to live there too. Yeah, it's it's pretty much right there. It's right off of Fallbrook, so you're you're really close. Yeah, by. Fallbrook. Okay, yeah, Fallbrook. So, so Margarita, are there any personnel changes uh, or guests on this album? Um, no, we don't really have guests. I mean, we have our drummer Jamie. Um, Dave plays, you know, guitar, and he usually does bass. We might have um, Ricky Bonazzo. He currently plays with Butcher Babies, so he might uh, do a few songs on bass. Um, but 
we're handling all of it. Right, right. But for the rest of the lineup, it's all the same. You got, you know, Vanya still there and David Ruiz. David, no, David is not with the band anymore. We kind of oh. parted ways. Um, he wanted to, because he, he writes his own music as well. Um, I mean, David, he, he was actually, we had like a little get together a few weeks ago and he was here with his girlfriend, Crystal. And then we had Nick. I don't know if you knew us from a while ago when Nick was our bass player. And he has a baby now, so he came with his baby, and his baby is like almost two years old, so time flies like crazy. But, um, you know, it's like life kind of, because being in a band, I mean, you you guys know it's like 24-7, and um, sometimes, you know, people want to take a different direction with their life. So David... um, he, you know, wanted to focus on his own music, but, you know, in the future he might join us for touring, but right now nobody's touring anyway. And when we record, it's mainly Dave and I anyway. So. Right. Right. And how close are you guys to finishing it? Um, pretty close. We've moved pretty fast. All the songs are written. Um, vocals are pretty much recorded. Drums are recorded for half the album. Um, I would say January, we probably will, you know, be done with it. Um, you know, after everything's recorded, then it takes a while to do the mixing of the songs. And um, this is kind of <laughs> when someone is mixing the song for me, it's like I'm watching my soul being operated on. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's out of your hand. Your, ba- your baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand that. So what what about the uh, layers? You, you have a lot of layers, like yeah, ten yeah, guitars, so twenty many, vocals, many. Or, I don't know, keyboards, you know, stuff like that. But this is the home studio where we do all the editing production. And, yeah, like Dave records. Um, like this is his new Driftwood amp, which I is really cool. Um, it's kind of like camper and um, you know, like a tube amp and an amp. Uh, camper in one and it's out of germany so it's really interesting how um you know technology is evolving and it's tiny amp but it's super powerful and then like his guitars are here and here's his camper so we do a lot of um editing here and then i mean we have so many layers um at least hundreds (laughs) of files probably when we send send it off to mixing so um, yeah, it's a, it's a big process. You know, some, some people ask me like, how long does it take you to make a song? And I'm like, maybe a month, <laughs> just because our songs exactly. are really, really. Do you, do you have in mind which songs you want or you just experiment? Yeah. I mean, I always kind of hear in my the head. Keyboards. I'm talking about keyboard sounds, stuff like that. Keyboard. Yeah. You know, I have, where's my keyboard? I have like this old, I don't know if Dave hid my keyboard from, oh, there it is. It's a Korg, um, Korg something, I don't even know. But there's sounds inside it, and I experiment with a lot of them, but I manipulate them a lot, you know? That's the one that I have, the same one, right? Yeah. The Korg TR, the TR. Yeah, so it has sounds inside, but I've always wanted, like, on some of the songs I had, 
I put a lot of um, kind of cinematic samples. I downloaded this sample pack that a lot of um, movie soundtracks use. Uh, Hans Zimmer uses a lot of it, and it has some really cool sounds. Like, you know, some of the sounds are people went into, like, a cave and recorded, like, drop, you know, yeah. water like there's just the library is insane so it takes a lot of time to go through like thousands of sounds but and it takes if, a long time to load too right yeah exactly but if you know if i find something cool i can you know manipulate it in pro tools and you know get it to fit the song and kind of still keep that cinematic vibe so there's so much cool stuff out there and you know we still stick to our instruments and you know, we record most of our instruments ourselves, but just to kind of get that extra flavor. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, to the songs. You yeah, know, the, I like to- and it, it sounds terrific. Like I say, the, uh, anybody listening, you can go to their page right now, you know, before the release, and there's some snippets they've put up there of what they're recording, and they just sound amazing. There's, there's you know, like I say, there's some, some snippets of her vocals where it's obviously like many layers of vocals, slightly detuned, you know, it's, it's just kind of crazy sounding but then there's also uh these soundscapes like we're just talking about they sound really ominous and and awesome it just sounds great do you have any ideas uh which songs might be released as a single yeah um i don't know when we're gonna release a single which one's gonna go first but we have two that are called I'm like releasing all the info right now, <laughs> but one is called uh, Digital Paradise and one is the uh, Unknown, and they're very different songs, but they are, you know, have that similar vibe, I would say. Um, so I think probably Digital Paradise will, would be first because it's just it's more upbeat, and Unknown is just like this insane. It's not even. It's not a ballad, but it's not a fast. It's not a fast song. It's 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 just like one of those songs where you. I would say like if you watch Inception, you know I've seen that movie. It's like that movie in the song. We'll be right back with Margarita Monet, but first check out these important words from the Rock Music Alliance and the RMA Awards for rock, metal, and prog. It's time that rock music has its own awards, the RMA Awards, its own scholarships, charity events, and more. And only you can make it happen by joining the Rock Music Alliance and voting in the RMA Awards. You can join as either a musician, an industry professional, or if you just love rock music, you can join as a patron of rock. Everyone can join, and everyone gets to vote. Join the Rock Music Alliance. Go to rockmusicalliance.com. That's rockmusicalliance.com. Hey, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you're listening to Rock Music Alliance. Do you think there'll be more than one single, or just kind of concentrate on one? Um, no, there'll be probably three before I release the album. Usually, yeah. How about uh, any any instrumentals on it? You know, <laughs> we were planning to have 10 songs and then maybe do a bonus track of like an acoustic, maybe like a cello version of a song. Um, yesterday we made another song and I really want to put it on the album so we might end up having 11 songs. And 
if there's room for an instrumental, then I'm sure, you know, Dave would love to make one. And I, you know, like on the last one that he did, I, you know, I put keyboards on it and it's always really fun to make instrumentals. Um, it's just timing and budget wise, you know, that's what kind of determines a lot of how many songs we put on the album and like when it's done, as you know, you probably know. So, Are there, are there any songs on the album right now that are just giving you guys goosebumps when you hear it? Like you just know this is going to be amazing. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know how it is. There's sometimes, sometimes when you're tracking, a, a song just comes together in such a way that is just, you know, almost otherworldly, you know? Yeah, I would say definitely Unknown came that way and two of the other songs on the, on this one. And the, the songs that do that are those songs that kind of write themselves, like, Unknown probably got written, you know, sometimes like the songs that you have to spend weeks on, they turn out good, but it's, yeah, it's just like a different feeling. Yeah, the feeling is not the same. Yeah, but you know, like a cool thing about working with Mike and Neil, until they think the song is like, you know, gives you goosebumps and all this stuff <laughs> they don't stop until we get the song to the point where it's like greatest song it can be so i'm grateful to have them to be that input because sometimes when you're so close to the music and you think the part is great i i have like this fault where i go with the first idea i have I don't know why I do that, but sometimes I need someone else to tell me that it's not the best idea and then I get mad and then I make a better part and then the song ends up being better. So it's always good to have like those outside ears. Exactly. I've, I've gone down that path a few times and you start working on something and you get an idea and you're, and you start, sometimes you get that feeling of, should I really pursue this? You know? <laughs> Because it's it's going to take another half hour to to get this track. You know? Well, in the older days, you know, the when you record in the studio with tape, if you yeah. the guy, if the engineer doesn't press record for some reason, that idea that you just put in there oh, yeah. is gone. Yeah. And most yeah. of the times in the studio like that, we never we never study the song; we just improvise on the spot. You know, so just a few times I was in the studio back in those days. Um, a lot of this, a lot of the guys, they just let the tape run all the time. And they, they wouldn't even tell you. I'd be like, okay, you know, give me 10 minutes to practice this part. Okay, sure. But they're recording. <laughs> so in case in case you get something awesome, they've got it, you know. <laughs> well, the, yeah. thing about, the thing about today where you, you, you have your studio at your house and you can pre, pre-production everything and just bring it there, you know, so it's, it's ready. Yeah, definitely different times now because we really... Every, every word is, like, really thought out and, I guess because we do have the technology these days to just like go over and over and over the track. But um, I think it would be really cool to, you know, record something on a tape once. <laughs> once I would just be super different. Like I can't even imagine. You have to go to the Foo Fighters studio then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have the Neve. You have to get Dave Grohl to invite them over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Claudio. Yeah. I, had to turn, I had to turn them on to, Neve, to Dave. Any songs on this album that uh, feature you on keyboards, you know, or piano parts? All of them. I mean, all of them have keyboards. And I mean, I, I sit like hours on end <laughs> with my keyboard pretty much. 
going through yeah all the songs start with a keyboard and then I would say the unknown has some of the piano I recorded like the actual piano for it um I think there's one song where there's the I think the bridge has actual piano but all the other songs it's mostly string sounds and you know keyboards that I do but probably one of the songs will do a piano version where we're going to sit down do the whole song on the piano and then Dave will do acoustic guitar and then we'll get a cello player. Sounds like it'll be cool. Uh, I wanted to um, uh, tell me again the name of that amp. It sounds pretty cool, uh, the, the amp that Dave is uh, using. So it's called Driftwood. I'll sh- here, I'll show you the back of it. I can see pretty good. Yeah, I see it's got a lot of input outputs. But yeah, you said you said Driftwood, right? It's Driftwood? Yeah, digital amp, but it has tubes so you can... It's It's like a... Yeah, it's like a nice hybrid. Uh, you know, you got, yeah, you got both the amp modeling plus the plus the real tube stage. So it's a, like a, the best of both worlds in one amp. Sounds like. Is that what Dave's using on this album, or do you know if he's using any software like Amplitube or you know anything like that? He is using some of the like he's using Kemper just because he already has a lot of his um, sounds that he likes programmed and. Uh, he he did use Wizard for some rhythm guitars in the studio because, you know, um, recording like um, like actual guitar and you know mic'd up with a mic'd up amp rather than going you know straight in digital. When you're layering the guitar, it's easier to get like that really thick sound with digital. You can layer, but the more you layer, it actually thins it out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we always try to do both. Like rhythm, he would usually layer actual amps and then like guitar solos and layers. Because um, he always has like tons and tons of guitar layers and using different sounds is how it kind of, we get it to not all mix together. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Every sound has its own place. Yeah, absolutely. When I would track, um, I would often uh, double and triple track, but I would change guitars, you know, to get different different sound and thicken it up. Yeah. So, uh, are you working on any videos uh, for it yet? Not yet, but we will be. And that's another thing. Like I'm always so anxious to do, <laughs> you know, do songs and the videos, but um, kind of have to take it one step at a time. Like once we get the CD done, we'll move to the videos and we'll probably have the first two singles, you know, make the videos. Do they, do they play a slide guitar? Slide guitar? Um, no, not really. He did on one song before. I don't remember which one, but, um, on this CD, he actually, he uses a lot of, he has this pedal, it's a low octave pedal, and uh, it really gets like that ominous sound. So everything he plays, it doubles, you know, with a lower octave. And oh, yeah, yeah it actually sounds- Those are cool. Oh, you know what? You would really like this one. So Wizard uh, came out with this new um, pedal, it's called Leopard. Right, Leopard, yeah, huh? It's a it's a booster pedal, so it's like you know basically gain, but it makes a huge difference. Uh, it's really crazy because you know sometimes booster pedals they just kind of like raise the volume, doesn't really do anything, but it's almost like it boosts like 
all the frequencies and I don't know, it just makes it sound like really, really thick. Sounds worthwhile to check out, guitar players. Check out Leopard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I think I saw uh, that you guys had a tour planned uh, this year in September and October. Did you guys have to cancel it due to this COVID pandemic or did you guys get out there at all? You are you are. <laughs> Stepping on my wound. <laughs> we were still looking forward to this tour because, you know, we did the European tour and this was going to be our big American and Canadian tour. Um, and Hammerfall, uh, it, would, it was going to be a huge tour for them as well um, because it was their, you know, headlining tour in really big venues. So... Unfortunately, it's it's not canceled, canceled, but it will be rescheduled. Just nobody really knows when. Um, I know some of the states already opened up for like limited capacity shows, but when planning tours, it's just so hard because you really have to have shows back to back. And then when states have different restrictions in all different areas. Hey, uh, I, I, I heard uh, as we were emailing that uh, Edge of Paradise may be switching recording labels uh, for the release of this album. Can we talk about that? Um, well, we're not switching. We're still going to be with Frontiers. It's just like we're going to be partnering with Howard's label. And um, so it's just basically... You know, we're going to have their partnership in U.S. and Frontiers will take care of the rest of the world. And like, I don't know how they're going to work out, you know, the business end of things is um, not for me to figure out. <laughs> it's for, you know, for them to figure out. But um looks like we will have a bigger team. So that sounds like a good thing. Sounds pretty exciting. Where is Dave? I think he's the gym, actually. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I had, I thought, every time I look at him, I say I had to go to the gym. <laughs> he's he's happy now just because the gyms were closed, um, and now finally reopened. So he's like, oh, back back at it. So. I can understand that. What is your biggest influence musically? I love a lot of different music, and I mean, I love Ronnie James Dio. I love, I also, I mean, I like classical music. I like um, soundtracks. I love... Um, European, like, European, European bands, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love, I mean, as long as it's good music, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, biggest influence. Like, I really like Ramstein, but, um, yeah. Ronnie James Dio, I guess. I really love how <laughs> he put so much, you know, of his soul into every single word. And I think that's what I always strive to do is like every every word I sing, I want to put all my heart any, into it, you know. Any any Finnish bands? Any Swedish bands that you like? Yeah, I, I like Amaranth. I like, um, I mean, Nightwish. I like Epica. I like Within Temptation. I don't know where they're from, but yeah, a lot of European bands are really cool. They're the, more like a, they're more like classical stuff, you know. Like mm-hmm. uh, you guys are based right here in Los Angeles, uh, is that right? Yeah, that's cool. So, so do you get down to the Rainbow much? <laughs> well, 
not lately. But <laughs> it's all closed up now, I know. I mean, every time I have friends to visit, you know, that visit me, I always take them there just because it's a cool vibe. <laughs> what do you do for Halloween? Huh? What do you do for Halloween? <laughs> I sat here and worked on songs. No candy? No candy? No candy. <laughs> Hey, uh, Margarita, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on the, uh, you know, expanding the team out to Howard Benson and Neil Sanderson. Is there anything you can share with any of the listeners? Like what kind of issues come up that make a band, uh, you know, want to switch labels or expand? Like what, what, what brought that about? Um, I mean, there's, there could be so many different <laughs> factors, you know, some bands, uh, wants to, you know some bands want to tour more some bands want to record more just put out music it just depends we really want to have a presence in the u.s and in europe and that's why you know it's yeah it would for us if we have you know Touring. two and you know yeah two different parts of the world um yeah, I mean, and you know, like a lot of people say that, you know, they want to do it independently and that's really hard as well. You just have to be, you know, you just have to be smart in how you want to, because, you know, being in a band, it's like, it's, it's a business. So um, you have to surround yourself with good people and uh, just kind of, know what you want to do and know what you want your future to be like for us. We want to tour and we want to keep, you know, releasing new music. So that's why it's important for us to have, you know, a bigger team. Yeah. It's very hard to do it on your own. The team of, of Benson and Sanderson, is it mainly for production purposes or are they going to be taking you guys more into the tour circuit or, you know, are, are they the people that will be handling more Europe or, or, or America? Yeah, um, definitely on production side, uh, and definitely on the, you know, prom- promotion uh, in the U.S. So yeah, yeah. tour. I mean, uh, labels don't really uh, like. For example, Frontiers, they're a great label, uh, but they don't really handle touring because that's like a whole another thing. People sometimes think when you're on a label, they will, they put you on tour. And some labels have that built in. Like I think Napalm, for example, they have their own touring um, machine built into the label. But most of the time, management takes care of the touring side. But to get that management, you need to be on the label and vice versa. So it's, it's you really have to have all the pieces in place to... Yeah, I know. Uh, usually it's a concert promoters that do the tour. Like like when I was growing up here, you had uh, Wolf and Riss Miller was a big one. And, um, you know, these days you hear a lot about Golden Voice. Yeah, I think Live Nation is just going to pretty much... Live Nation is pretty much everything, yeah? I'm just hoping a lot of these venues, they can survive this, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. During during this COVID closed down, uh, shut down, it's, it's going on for so long. It's hard to imagine how any, really any business can survive this long a time, but, but especially the live venues, restaurants, uh, you know, so hopefully they can open it back up again soon. I hope so. I mean, around here, this area, so many businesses closed down. 
um, a lot of my favorite coffee shops are no longer. And I love, I love like going uh, to a coffee shop and just sitting and then doing work on my computer. And, you know, haven't been able to do that in the last six months now. Um, but a lot of these places closed down and there's so many vacant buildings, you know, off spaces now. And it's kind of sad because it's just Amazon and Walmart and Live Nation and like these bigger companies that can survive and pretty much take over all the, you know, kind mm -hmm. of small. I want to ask a question about recording. Um, when you record with Michael Wagner, do he make you tune up to 432? No. <laughs> he, he, he tried. He tried to do that with a lot of people. Really? <laughs> say 432 is better than 440 to tune, you know. So why is that? I don't know. He said the sound sounds the sound is different and it's more like a magical energy. Also, he uses a different bit rate uh, to do because you know a lot of st studios you can record such high bit rates, but he chooses to use. Um, I mean, he also doesn't mix in Pro Tools. He has his ways. He's very yeah. yeah, I know. Another question is, when you when you guys record, do, do the guitars are stepped down or just regular tuning? Yeah, we tune drop D. And some of the songs are on seven string. Well, so what's next? Well, you, have, uh, you said you just had a couple more songs left and you're, you're ready. Yeah, I mean, the next thing would be to, well, finish recording all the other layers to the songs, like all the guitar tracks and keyboards and all that stuff. Because once, once we have the song, once the vocals recorded, we kind of rebuild it from ground up, uh, you know, and then get that ready for mixing. Is there anything else you can update us with, Margarita? I think that's pretty much it. And... You know, it's always really cool to check in and talk music, especially these days. I'm kind of <laughs> going a bit stir crazy just because everything's kind of up in the air and on hold. So it's really cool to check in with you guys and talk some music. I really but, like your art too. The art uh, that you do. Thank you very much. Very, very magical stuff. Yeah. yeah, your art is really good. You, you, if you haven't already, you definitely should use some of that in some of your, your releases. <laughs> thank you at the very least merchandising you know you could uh, easily make a poster out of that and have it uh, available for, for fans yeah I recently did a book where I put all the lyrics and all the art I did in one book um, so took a took a long time to put it all together but it was kind of fun so you, ne <laughs> so you never sleep then no I mean, I do sleep, but I don't know. I have this problem where if I don't do something, I feel like I'm wasting time. Well, you're doing very well. And that book is terrific. It's, um, yeah, once again, anybody listening, you can, uh, I saw a video of you, I think, leafing through the pages, you know, and it's, it's terrific. And it, it's no small book at all. This is a, a large collection of, of works. So uh, go, go check it out. It's worth, worth, worth looking at. Thank you. Well, nice to see you again. Likewise, Claudio. Well, Margarita, thank you for giving us an update on the recording of the next Edge of Paradise album. Thank you guys so much, and be safe out there, and hope to see you in person very soon. 
That's it for my update with Margarita Monet about the recording of the next Edge of Paradise album. Keep in touch with the band and a watch out for the release at edgeofparadiseband.com. Visit thimbleslide.com for the guitar slide that frees your finger. It allows you to slide and fret while wearing it. And visit rockmusicalliance.com and join the Rock Music Alliance so you can vote in the RMA Awards. For the Rock Music Alliance, I'm Cole Coleman. Be well, stay well, and join the Rock Music Alliance.